Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. I'm Bharati Jagdish. Now, we are all more or less familiar with insurance, right? It's all about reducing financial uncertainty and making accidental loss manageable, perhaps. Coverage includes many things from health to family to property to cars as well. There are also the unusual insurance coverage types. We're talking here about body parts insurance, especially if, say, you're a specialist, a footballer or a pianist. Your legs, your fingers, are your main tools for making money, right? So when you think that way, the body part insurance doesn't seem so weird anymore. I know of people in my business who have their voices insured, and I do as well, in a way, through employment protection insurance. So if I were to ever lose my voice, I do get a payout as well. So in summary, we basically want to insure things that we value as precious. But in today's world, many people, it seems, value other things as precious. We're talking here about your smartphones, your laptops, any other gadget that you carry around with you. That sounds familiar, right? What about insurance coverage for all of these things? Well, we've got some interesting findings from a survey of millennials. And to tell us more about it, John Trotter joins us. He's Asia Head of Digital Partnership Distribution for QBE Asia. Hi, John. Thanks for joining us. Parity, what a fantastic introduction. Uh, thanks for having me on. Great to be here. <laughs> well, you're in the insurance business, so I'm sure you did find that quite fantastic. But I also know of a lot of detractors, John. People who say, hey, do I really need to insure everything I own? Come on. Sure, I, I, I completely get that. I think people are uh, people are really attached to the things that they value. And I think your introduction was really good around that. You know, it's quite difficult to tell from person to person exactly what they value. Mm. But I think you summed it up very well. I think if, if you value something, then having the peace of mind that if it breaks or or gets stolen or, or whatever, then you're covered for that. I think that's a really good thing and a really positive thing that insurance offers consumers. Mm. One of the things I've heard a lot of people say is that, okay, I'll have to pay premiums, right? And the cost of the premiums might actually outstrip the cost of this thing that I'm trying to insure. So if we're talking about things like smartphones, they could be up to $1,000 or over or less could be like $500. Do I really want to go to the trouble of insuring something like that? So, yeah, I mean, pricing insurance is a, is a very technical and interesting thing. So, I mean, at a very high level, an insurer will look at the item that's being insured and then try to assess using historical data the probability of it being lost, stolen or damaged and work out the premium from there. Uh, calculating a premium can be really complex when you're looking at large portfolios of many gadgets. Uh, but I don't think there's so many insurances that the premium would outstrip the value. That's that's not the way it's meant to work. Mm, okay, so we'll talk a little bit more about price points and premium points in a while. But I want to get into the details of this survey. The InsurTech startup, Cobra Now, did a survey and they found that only one out of 10 Singaporean millennials have their gadgets insured. This is despite the fact that almost 80% of them said that they would be highly distressed if their smartphone, tablet or laptop were to get lost. Why do you think there is that disconnect there? Why is it that people don't seem to be looking to insurance as a solution? Yeah, so great survey actually. Cover now is one of QBE's digital partners in Singapore. 
And through this survey, they, they really found that there were two main reasons for this low take-up. So the first one is really low awareness. I think even though consumers are offered protection plan or extended warranties at the point of sale when they're buying their expensive item like a mobile phone or a computer, if those plans aren't purchased at that time, it's very easy to forget that the insurance exists. And what some consumers might not be aware of is that you can actually purchase that type of insurance after you've bought the items, you know, in, in the weeks following that. I think something else with specifically related to millennials mm. is that they may not always find it easy to buy insurance the way they want to, which is almost always fully digitally. You think about it, they're used to doing their banking, investing, money transfers, even trading online or via an app on their phone. And they expect to purchase insurance digitally too. You know, it has to be fast, efficient, available 24-7, on the move, etc., etc. So I think to summarise, yes, potentially there might be a lower awareness of this type of insurance. But even when consumers are aware, they can't always find an easy way to buy it. Mm. So what are you guys doing about it? I'm sure you're going to try and make it easier for everyone to get their hands on some. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, going digital is really the way forward here. And uh, there's, there's no way around this. And most insurers are somewhere on this journey, I would say, of digitalization. At QBE, for example, we're really well known for our digital capability. And actually, I've won quite a lot of awards for this. So everything from getting a quote, to paying your premium, issuing your policy, even claims is fully digital. And this helps both us and it helps our customers and intermediaries move things faster and frees up our people to spend more time with customers. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about how this type of insurance works. You said that calculating the premiums can be quite complex, but from the consumer's standpoint, what is it? You know, is it short-term insurance? How much will I be paying every month? Will it be worth the price? I mean, I think that that's always a decision for the for the uh, insured person to take. Uh, you know, I think I explained before. How do you make it worth their while if we're talking about small items that maybe just cost under $1,000, for instance? I, I mean, I, th- I think insurance uh, needs to feel, feel at the right price point. You're absolutely right. Mm. Uh, and insurers will always look at the value of the item and work out the probability of loss, as I say. And I think, you know, between those two items and lots of historical data, they'll work out a premium. And it's always up to the, uh, the consumer to figure out themselves whether they feel that's worth paying for the peace of mind that they get or whether they want to not have insurance and risk, you know, potentially losing or damaging the item that, that's valuable to them. I guess everyone has a different threshold, right? I've heard of some people who insure everything and others who say, how many insurance policies and premiums am I expected to pay, man? But to each his own, I guess, right? Here's the thing. The survey also showed that fewer respondents said that they would be distressed with the loss or theft of fashion items, such as jewellery, luxury watches, luxury handbags. However, they would still be willing to buy insurance to cover those goods. So... How big of a market is that type of insurance? I mean, I think people naturally value their luxury items. You know, in my view, it's absolutely sensible that they insure them. Uh, This is a relatively new type of insurance, though, especially when it's bought digitally. It's a market that's growing and it's being created as, as we go. So it's probably too early to say what the overall size will be. But there are some really good indicators. So there's around 300 million people across Southeast Asia Uh, There's a growing middle class. The purchase of luxury goods is growing, and that happened even during the pandemic. 
and people are far more mobile than previous generations. So there's a few really good indicators that this could be a big market in the future. Mm. I want to talk a bit about accessibility. You mentioned that as being key in terms of getting people to at least look at insurance as a possibility and something that they can get their hands on easily if they choose. The thing is, traditional insurance companies, they are always associated with a lot of fine print, a lot of gobbledygook and pages and pages of insurance documents that now you can get digitally. But in the past, you know, it would come to you in a huge booklet that your insurance agent would hand to you. So how simple are uh, players, newer players in the insurance market making it for consumers? So I think that's the name of the game, to be honest. Uh, I think simple language and easy to understand terms and conditions is absolutely the way that the industry is moving. Uh, I don't think consumers should or would put up with you know pages and pages of small print you know i think it's really really important that people that buy insurance understand exactly what they're buying uh, so for uh, for gadgets for example that we're talking about i think it's really important that consumers look at what they're insuring know the value of your item does it go up in value does it reduce in value mm. Check your coverage, check what's covered. Is there an individual limit for the item or a blanket coverage where maybe many items are insured at the same time? Is there a worldwide cover if you travel, etc., etc.? Now, I think these things are really important uh, to make really simple for consumers. What more do you think can be done in the insurance space more widely to encourage that sort of behaviour where insurance companies do make things a lot simpler, not just in terms of digital accessibility, but even in terms of the language that is used? Yeah, well, I mean, I think consumers will drive that and mm. that's always the way it should happen. I mean, there's many trends in the insurance space and most of them are being driven by by consumers. Um, we've talked about digitization. That's essentially driven by consumers' demand to buy online and to use mobile devices, mobile devices for almost everything that we do. So I think in terms of language, the the, the feedback comes through loud and clear for consumers. They they need to, and we want them to understand exactly what they're buying. So I think that's a natural progression that the language will simplify. Thank you very much for that, John. John Trotter is Asia Head for Digital Partnership Distribution for QBE Asia. Thanks for joining us on Prime Time. Stay with us on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.